Hello everybody and welcome to the special edition of the Truth TV Podcast and in today's episode we're going to be playing highlights from Kobe Bryant's Celebration of Life Memorial Service where you're going to hear speeches from Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's wife Vanessa Bryant. This um, Celebration of Life took place on Monday at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. So we're going to switch things up here on this episode so sit back and listen to Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, and Vanessa Bryant. Kobe asked him for tips on his jump shot. Kobe scored 33 points that game against his boyhood idol. Michael scored 36 and won the game too. Please welcome Michael Jordan. I would say good morning, but it's afternoon. I'm grateful to Vanessa and the Bryan family for the opportunity to speak today. I'm grateful to be here to honor Gigi and celebrate the gift that Kobe gave us all. What he accomplished as a basketball player, as a businessman, and a storyteller, and as a father. In the game of basketball, in life, as a parent, Kobe left nothing in the tank. He left it all on the floor. Maybe it surprised people that Kobe and I were very close friends. But we were very close friends. Kobe was my dear friend. He was like a little brother. Everyone always wanted to talk about the comparisons between he and I. I just wanted to talk about Kobe. You know, all of us have brothers and sisters, little brothers, little sisters who, for whatever reason, always tend to get in your stuff, your closet, your shoes, everything. It was a nuisance, if I can say that word. But that nuisance turned into love over a period of time, just because the admiration that they had for you as big brothers or big sisters. The questions, the wanting to know every little detail about life that they were about to embark on. He used to call me, text me, 11.30, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Talking about post-up moves, footwork, and sometimes the triangle. At first, it was an aggravation. 
But it, then it turned into a certain passion. This kid had passion like you would never know. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing about passion. If you love something, if you have a strong passion for something, you would go to the extreme to try to understand or try to get it. Either ice cream, Cokes, hamburgers, whatever you have a love for. If you have to walk, you would go get it. If you have to beg someone, you would go get it. What Kobe Bryant was to me was the inspiration that someone truly cared about the way I either I played the game or the way that he wanted to play the game. He wanted to be the best basketball player that he could be. And as I got to know him, I wanted to be the best big brother that I could be. To do that, you have to put up with the aggravation, the late night calls, or the dumb questions. I took great pride as I got to know Kobe Bryant that he was just trying to be a better person, a better basketball player. We talked about business. We talked about family. We talked about everything. And he was just trying to be a better person. Now he's got me. I'll have to look at another crime meme for the next. I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. <laughs> that is what Kobe Bryant does to me. I'm pretty sure Vanessa and his friends all can say the same thing. He knows how to get to you in a way that affects you personally, even though if he's being a pain in the ass. But it sh he always, you ever have a sense of love for him in the way that he can bring out the best in you. And he did that for me. I remember maybe a couple of months ago, he sends me a text. And he's saying, I'm trying to teach my daughter some moves. And I don't know what I was thinking or what I was working on, but what, would you, what were you thinking about when you were trying to, as you were growing up, trying to work on your moves? I said, what age? He says, 12. I said, at 12, I was trying to play baseball. He sends me a text back saying, laughing my ass off. And this was at 2 o'clock in the morning. But the thing about him was we could talk about anything that 
related to basketball, but we can talk about anything that related to life. And we, as we grow up in life, rarely have friends that we can have conversations like that. Well, it's even rare when you can grow up against adversaries and have conversations like that. I went and saw Phil Jackson in 1999 or maybe 2000. I don't know when Phil was here in L.A. And I walk in and Kobe's sitting there. And the first thing, I'm in a suit. First thing Kobe said, did you bring your shoes? <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking about playing. But his attitude to compete and play against someone he felt like he could enhance and improve his game on. To me, that's what I loved about the kid. Absolutely loved about it, the kid. No matter where he saw me, it was a challenge. And I admired him because his passion, you rarely see someone who's looking and trying to improve each and every day, and not just in sports, but as a parent, as a husband. I am inspired by what he's done and what he shared with Vanessa and what he's shared with his kids. I have a daughter who is 30 who just became a grandparent. And I have two twins. I have twins at six. I can't wait to get home to become a girl dad and to hug them and to see the love that they, and the smiles that they bring to us as parents. He taught me that just by looking at this tonight, looking at how he responded and reacted with the people that he actually loved. These are the things that we will continue to learn from Kobe Bryant. To Vanessa, Natalia, Bianca, Capri, my wife and I will keep you close in our hearts and our prayers. We will always be here for you, always. I also want to offer our condolences and support to all the families affected by this enormous tragedy. Kobe gave every last ounce of himself to whatever he was doing. After basketball, he showed a creative side to himself that I didn't think any of us knew he had. In retirement, he seemed so happy. He found new passions, and he continued to give back as a coach in his community. More importantly, he was an amazing dad amazing husband who dedicated himself to his family and who loved his daughters with all his heart. Kobe never left anything on the court. And I think that's what he would want for us to do. No one knows how much time we have. That's why we must live in the moment. We must enjoy the moment. We must reach and see and spend as much time as we can with our families and friends and the people that we absolutely love. To live in the moment means to enjoy each and every one that we come in contact with. When Kobe Bryant died, a piece of me died. And as I look in this arena and across 
the globe, a piece of you died, or else you wouldn't be here. Those are the memories that we have to live with and we learn from. I promise you, from this day forward, I will live with the memories of knowing that I had a little brother that I tried to help in every way I could. Please, rest in peace, little brother. And their names will be linked for all time. Please welcome Keel O'Neill. people about Kobe Bryant. All right now, Duncan and Matt Barry, alongside having some technical difficulties out there, we will take you back out to the Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant uh, celebration of life out there at the Staples Center. Now, we've been watching it for the duration of it. Mm -hmm. And some of the stories we've heard, especially from Vanessa Bryant, her first public appearance since the tragedy, and just the stories and emotions she shared was remarkable. First, first, first of all, the strength to go up there and address 20,000 people in arena and essentially the world with what she's going through with what her family's going through But I what I think has been so incredible so far about this celebration of life is that we all really knew or felt like we knew Kobe the basketball player yeah. Mamba mentality it's well documented who he was on the court and that killer mentality that he had uh, But this has been really revelatory. I think for a lot of people just finding about Kobe the man the I dad I will tell you when you hear stories from people that had a life personal connection with someone you just don't understand, you really understand how much we didn't know the person just based on some of the stories we heard, even from Rob Palenka. And Absolutely. You see Anthony Davis, a lot of the NBA representative, Michael Jordan just spoke, made the crying meme joke, which is amazing. Shaquille O'Neal is up on the podium as we speak. And so to get an insight from Kobe as a person was remarkable. It certainly is. Here is someone that knows him very well yes. and intimately, Shaquille O'Neal. We get you back out there to L.A. Greatest music of all time. Kobe and I pushed one another to play some of the greatest basketball of all time, and I am proud that no other team has accomplished what the three-peat Lakers have done since Shaq and the Kobe Lakers did it. <clears throat> and yes, yeah, sometimes like immature kids, we argued, we fought, we bantered or insulted each other with offhand remarks, our feud, but make no mistake, even when the folks thought we were on bad terms, when the cameras were turned off, he and I would throw a wink at each other and say, He never took it seriously. In truth, Kobe and I always maintained a deep respect 
and a love for one another. The day I gained, the day Kobe gained my respect was the guys were complaining. I said, Shaq, Kobe's not passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. I said, Kobe, there's no iron team. And Kobe said, I know, but there's an ME in that. <laughs> so I went back. <laughs> so I went back and told Rick and, uh, and Big Shot Bob, I said, just get the rebound. He's not passing. <laughs> Mamba. You were taken away from us way too soon. Your next chapter of life was just beginning, but now it's time for us to continue your legacy. You said yourself that everything negative, pressure, challenges, is all an opportunity for me to rise. So we now take that sage advice to now rise from anguish and begin with the healing. Just know that we got your back, little brother. I'll look after things down here. I'll be sure to teach Natalia, Bianca, and Baby Capri all your moves and I promise I will not teach them my free throw techniques. <clears throat> but for now, I take comfort in the fact that as we speak, Kobe and Gigi are holding hands, walking to the nearest basketball court. Kobe will show her some new mama moves today, and Gigi soon matches them. Kobe, your heaven's MVP, I love you, my man, until we meet again. Rest in peace, Kobe. <laughs> tonight um, but you know it's not it's, it's not about um, my jerseys that are hanging up there for me you know it's about the jerseys that were hanging up there before um, you know, without them I couldn't be here today they inspired me to play the game at a high level and it's also uh, about the next generation embodying the spirit that exists in those jerseys up there and carrying this organization forward so that the next 20 years are better than the past 20 years and that's what it's about and then it's also about the fans fans um, and uh, it's about family it's about my wife Vanessa <laughs> you know, you guys don't know this, but the last game, my last game uh, that we had here against the Utah Jazz, I was really tired. I got home and I was like, you know what, I don't know if I can do this thing. Um, I got one more game left, but I don't have any legs. And she said, I want to show you something. I got a gift for you for your last game. And uh, she proceeded to show me a row of retired jerseys from Baylor, from Magic, from Shaq, from Cap all with personal messages signed to me, including from Michael Jordan, including from the great Bill Russell, including from the great Larry Bird. And when I saw that, I knew then that I had to turn it up. I had to turn it up. So thank you, baby, for being an inspiration to me. And, uh, and lastly, our daughters, Natalia, Gianna, and Bianca. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I hope that tonight is not you know, you guys know that, you know, if you do the work, you work hard enough, dreams come true. Thank you guys so much. I love you. And, uh, 
Mamba out. There's some amazing women in this room, aren't there? And you just heard from three of them. I'm Gino Oriyama, and I'm the coach of the UConn Women's Basketball Program. Um, and a lot of people are going to talk about basketball today. And I don't know that that's why I'm here. I'm not here for the basketball part. I tried to write a long flowing speech about basketball and I can't do it. There's too many thoughts in my head ever since Vanessa asked me to speak. Too many things that uh, made me realize more that I'm here as a father, not as a basketball coach. And us Italians, as these just showed you, we're very, we're very, very emotional people. Right, Mike? He's half Italian. <clears throat> so the thoughts that I started to have after I was asked to speak were obviously about all the people that were on board. And if you're a father, a grandfather, you feel a different, a different kind of emotion when there are children involved. Because this is always about the children. We've lived our lives. We have a little bit left. They're just starting their lives. And then my next thought came to the original team that Kobe was responsible for, Natalia, Bianca, Capri, Vanessa. We cannot celebrate the lives of Kobe and Gigi and all the people we lost without honoring the woman that Kobe and Gigi loved most. Please welcome Vanessa Bryant. Thank you all so much for being here. It means so much to us. Love you too. First, 
I'd like to thank everyone for coming today. The outpouring of love and support that my family has felt from around the world has been so uplifting. Thank you so much for all your prayers. I'd like to talk about both Kobe and Gigi, but I'll start with my baby girl first. My baby girl. Gianna Bryant is an amazingly sweet and gentle soul. She was always thoughtful. She always kissed me goodnight and kissed me good morning. There were a few occasions where I was absolutely tired from being up with Bianca and Capri, and I thought she had left to school without saying goodbye. I'd text and say, no kiss, and Gianna would reply with, Mama, I kissed you, but you were asleep and I didn't want to wake you. She knew how much her morning and evening kisses meant to me, and she was so thoughtful to remember to kiss me every day. She was daddy's girl, but I know she loved her mama, and she would always tell me and show me how much she loved me. She was one of my very best friends. She loved to bake. She loved putting a smile on everyone's face. Last August, she made a beautiful birthday cake for her daddy. It had fondant and looked like it had blue agate crystals. Kobe's birthday cake looked like it was professionally decorated. She made the best chocolate chip cookies. She loved watching cooking shows and cupcake wars with me. And she loved watching Survivor and NBA games on TV with her daddy. She also loved watching Disney movies with her sisters. Gigi was very competitive like her daddy, but Gianna had a sweet grace about her. Her smile was like sunshine. Her smile took up her entire face, like mine. Kobe always said she was me. She had my fire, my personality, and sarcasm. But she was tender and loving on the inside. She had the best laugh. It was infectious. It was pure and genuine. Kobe and Gianna naturally gravitated towards each other. She had Kobe's ability to listen to a song and have all the lyrics memorized after listening to the song a couple of times. It was their secret talent. She was an incredible athlete. She was great at gymnastics, soccer, softball, dance, and basketball. She was an incredible dancer too. She loved to swim, dance, do cartwheels, and jumps into our swimming pool, and Gigi loved her TikTok dances. Gigi was confident, but not in an arrogant way. She loved helping and teaching other people things. At school, she offered the boys basketball coaches to help give the boys basketball team some pointers. <laughs> like the triangle offense. She was very much like her daddy and that they both liked helping people learn new things and master them. They were great teachers. Gigi was very sweet. She always made sure everyone was okay. She was our shepherd. She always kept our family together. She loved family traditions. 
Family movie night and game night on vacations were important to her. Gigi always looked out for everyone. She was very much in tune with our feelings and wanted the best for us. Gianna was smart. She knew how to read, speak, and write Mandarin. She knew Spanish. She had great grades and kept them up, all while becoming an incredible basketball player. She was president of School Spirit on student council. She was director's assistant for her school play, just like her big sister. She was looking forward to graduating eighth grade and moving on to high school with her big sister, Natalia. I'm so happy she was given the opportunity to know that she was accepted to the same high school. She was really happy. Gianna made us all proud, and she still does. Gianna never tried to conform. She was always herself. She was a nice person, a leader, a teacher, wearing a white tee, black leggings, a denim jacket, white high-top converse, and a flannel tied around her waist with straight hair was her go-to style. She had so much swag and rhythm ever since she was a baby. She gave the best hugs and the best kisses. She had gorgeous soft lips like her daddy. She would hug me and hold me so tight. I could feel her love me. I loved the way she looked up at me while hugging me. It was as if she was soaking me all in. We love each other so much. I miss her so much. She was so energetic. I couldn't keep up with her energy. She lapped Natalia and I on a track once. She was about six years old. <laughs> we let her have a head start. <laughs> she still dusted us. <clears throat> I miss her sweet kisses. I miss her cleverness. I miss her sarcasm, her wit, and that adorable sly side smile followed with a grin and a burst of laughter. We shared the same cat that ate the canary grin. Gigi was sunshine. She brightened up my day every day. I miss looking at her beautiful face. She was always so good, a rule follower. I knew I could always count on her to do the right thing. She was the most loving daughter, thoughtful little sister, and silly big sister. She happily helped carry the little's diaper bag or played with them. She liked helping me with Bianca and Capri. Bianca loved going to the playground, <clears throat> swimming and jumping on the trampoline with Gigi. I used to tell Gigi that I thought Coco considered her her favorite sister. Capri would smile from ear to ear when Gigi walked into the room, and Capri reminds me a lot of Gianna. They look alike and just smile with their whole face, pure joy. We will not be able to see Gigi go to high school with Natalia and ask her how her day went. We didn't get the chance to teach her how to drive a car. I won't be able to tell her how gorgeous she looks on her wedding day. I'll never get to see my baby girl walk down the aisle, have a father-daughter dance with her daddy, dance on the dance floor with me or have babies of her own. Gianna would have been an amazing mommy. 
She was very maternal ever since she was really little. Gigi would have most likely become the best player in the WNBA. She would have made a huge difference. She would have made a huge difference for women's basketball. Gigi was motivated to change the way everyone viewed women in sports. She wrote papers in school defending women and wrote about how the unequal pay difference for the NBA and WNBA leagues wasn't fair. And I truly feel she made positive changes for the WNBA players now, since they knew Gigi's goal was to eventually play in the WNBA. I'm still so proud of Gianna. And I truly feel she made positive changes for the WNBA players now, since they knew Gigi's goal was to eventually play in the WNBA. I'm still so proud of Gianna. She made a difference and was kind to everyone she met in the 13 years she was here on Earth. Her classmates shared many fond memories about Gianna with us, and those stories reminded me that Gianna loved and showed everyone that no act of kindness is ever too small to make a difference in someone's life. She was always, always, always considerate of others and their feelings. She was a beautiful, kind, happy, silly, thoughtful, and loving daughter and sister. She was so full of life and had so much more to offer this world. I cannot imagine life without her. Mommy, Natalia, Bianca, Capri, and Daddy love you so much, Gigi. I will miss your sweet handmade cards, your sweet kisses, and your gorgeous smile. I miss you, all of you, every day. I love you. Kobe was known as a fierce competitor on the basketball court. The greatest of all time, a writer, an Oscar winner, and the Black Mamba. But to me, he was Kobe Kobe, my boo-boo, my baby, my papi chulo. I was his VB, his principessa, his reina, his queen mama, mamba, and his viski, maniski, fabuliski. I couldn't see him as a celebrity, nor just an incredible basketball player. He was my sweet husband and the beautiful father of our children. He was mine. He was my everything. Kobe and I have been together since I was 17 and a half years old. I was his first girlfriend, his first love, his wife, his best friend, his confidant, and his protector. He was the most amazing husband. Kobe loved me more than I could ever express or put into words. He was the early bird, and I was the night owl. I was fire, and he was ice, and vice versa at times. We balanced each other out. He would do anything for me. I have no idea how I deserved a man that loved and wanted me more than Kobe. 
He was charismatic, a gentleman. He was loving, adoring, and romantic. He was truly the romantic one in our relationship and looked forward to Valentine's Day and our anniversaries every year. He planned special anniversary trips and a special traditional gift for every year of our marriage. He even handmade my most treasured gifts. He just thought outside the box and was so thoughtful, even while working hard to be the best athlete. He gave to me the actual notebook and the blue dress Rachel McAdams wore in the notebook movie. When I asked him why he chose the blue dress, he said it was because it's a scene when Allie comes back to Noah. We had hoped to grow old together like the movie. We really had an amazing love story. We loved each other with our whole beings, two perfectly imperfect people making a beautiful family and raising our sweet and amazing girls. A couple weeks before they passed, Kobe sent me a sweet text and mentioned how he wanted to spend time together. Just the two of us without our kids because I'm his best friend first. We never got the chance to do it. We were busy taking care of our girls and just doing our regular everyday responsibilities. But I'm thankful I have that recent text. It means so much to me. Kobe wanted us to renew our vows. He wanted Natalia to take over his company, and he wanted to travel the world together. We had always talked about how we'd be the fun grandparents to our daughter's children. He would have been the coolest grandpa. Kobe was the MVP of Girl Dads, or MVD. He never left the toilet seat up. He always told the girls how beautiful and smart they are. He taught them how to be brave and how to keep pushing forward when things get tough. And when Kobe retired from the NBA, he took over dropping off and picking up our girls from school since I was at home pregnant with Bianca and just recently home nursing Capri. When Kobe was still playing, I used to show up an hour early to be the first in line to pick up Natalia and Gianna from school and I told him he couldn't drop the ball once he took over. He was late one time, and we most definitely let him know that I was never late. So we showed up one hour and 20 minutes early after that. He always knew there was room for improvement and wanted to do better. He happily did carpool and enjoyed spending time in the car with our girls. He was a doting father, a father that was hands-on and present. He helped me bathe Bianca and Capri almost every night. He would sing them silly songs in the shower and continue making them laugh and smile as he lathered them lotion and got them ready for bed. He had magic arms and could put Capri to sleep in only a few minutes. He said he had it down to a science, eight times up and down our hallway. He loved taking Bianca to Fashion Island and watch her play in the Koi Pond area and loved taking her to the park. Their most recent visit to the Koi Pond was the evening before he and Gigi passed. He shared a love of movies and the breakdown of films with Natalia. He enjoyed renting out theaters and taking Natalia to watch the newest Star Wars movie or Harry Potter films. 
And they would have movie marathons, and he enjoyed every second of it. He loved your typical tearjerkers, too. He liked watching Stepmom, Steel Magnolias, and Little Women. He had a tender heart. Kobe somehow knew where I was at all times, specifically when I was late to his games. He would worry about me if I wasn't in my seat at the start of, the, of each game and would ask security where I was at the first timeout of the first quarter. And my smart ass would tell him that he wasn't going to drop 81 points within the first 10 minutes of the game. <laughs> I think anyone with kids understands that sometimes we can't make it out the door on time. And eventually, he was used to my tardiness and balled out. The fact that he could play on an intense professional level and still be concerned by making sure we made it to the game safely was just another example of how family came first to him. He loved being Gianna's basketball coach. He told me he wished he would have convinced Natalia to play basketball so that they could have spent even more time together. But he also wanted her to pursue her own passion. He watched Natalia play in a volleyball tournament on her birthday, on January 19th, and he noticed how she's a very intelligent player. He was convinced she would have made a great point guard with her vision of the court. And he told me that he wanted Bianca and Capri to take up basketball when they get older so he could spend just as much time with them as he did with Gigi. And Kobe always told Bianca and Capri that they were going to grow up and play basketball and mix their ass up. Now they won't have their daddy and sister here to teach them, and that is truly a loss I do not understand. But I'm so thankful Kobe heard Coco say, Dada. He isn't going to be here to drop Bianca and Capri off at pre-K or kindergarten. He isn't going to be here to tell me to get a grip V when we have to leave the kindergarten classroom or show up to our daughter's doctor's visits for my own moral support. He isn't going to be able to walk our girls down the aisle or spin me around on the dance floor while singing PYT to me. But I want my daughters to know and remember the amazing person, husband, and father he was. The kind of man that wanted to teach the future generations to be better and keep them from making his own mistakes. He always liked working and doing projects to improve kids' working lives. And doing projects to improve kids lives. He taught us all valuable lessons about life and sports through his MBA career, his books, his show Detail, and his Punies podcast series. And we're so thankful he left those lessons and stories behind for us. He was thoughtful and wrote the best love letters and cards, and Gigi had his wonderful ability to express her feelings into paper and make you feel her love through her words. She was thoughtful like him. They were so easy to love. Everyone naturally gravitated towards them. They were funny, happy, silly, and they loved life. They were so full of joy and adventure. God knew they couldn't be on this earth without each other. He had to bring them home to heaven together. Babe, you take care of our Gigi, and 
I got Nani, Bibi, and Coco. We're still the best team. We love and miss you, Boo Boo and Gigi. May you both rest in peace and have fun in heaven until we meet again one day. We love you both and miss you forever and always. Mommy. <laughs>